How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Talk, Southern New England Sports Original, 103.7 WEEI. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Now, it's time for Cordishy and Coit. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original, 1037 WEI. Well, I feel better since you're coughing, too. I don't, <laughs> I don't feel like I'm going to infect you this morning because you're already sick. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Cordishi and Coit on Southern New England Sports Original, 1037 WEI. Scott Cordishi, Nick Coit with you here in Providence. Joey P., it's a good thing you're in Worcester, Massachusetts, Seriously. staying away from these two. The Petri dish here. Sick guys, yeah. yeah sick guys in more ways than one. I know. Uh, well, good morning. Yeah, I brought a little cold back from the Bahamas. The whole, uh. fam- the whole family did. But I, 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 I was courteous to Nick last night. I said, Nick, I'm not feeling great. I got a terrible cold. I said, I tested myself for COVID. I'm negative. But mm-hmm. if you want to do the show from home, feel free. I said, I'm going to come into Brown anyway and set up, but I just don't want to get you sick. And he's like, nah, I've been dealing with stuff for a uh, couple of weeks couple myself. Weeks. Yep, the same thing. You, so got, much you guys got. both playing hurt this morning. Yeah, yeah. you know, I, I, believe me, I'm not looking for sympathy. I'm soft as it is, Joe. You know that. I mean, I'm, I'm as soft as puppy poo. Soft Joe, serve you, over here. Joe, can you clip that, please? Yeah. <laughs> the truth hurts, you know. But you gotta, the first step is admitting you have a problem. That's true. And that's, uh, it is know, true. I'm, I'm there. I'm there yep. at the first step. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's so much stuff going around. Like, everybody I know is sick or yeah, has been right. sick. So yep. Yep. It, it is what it is. We, we will plow our way through. Big weekend for local college basketball tipped off last night right here. And the Bryant Bulldogs come into Brown for the second straight time. They did it two years ago and again last night and beat the Brown Bears 69-66. They were down by 10 with 15 minutes to go, and they closed the game very strong and uh, and beat the Bears. And, you know, this Brown team is struggling not at all what Mike Martin and his staff and his players thought they were in for to start the season. They're 2-7 and seven and uh, searching for answers. You know, you see the talent there, but uh, it hasn't come together the way that they would have hoped. And I don't know, for my uneducated eyes, because, you know, guys like Martin, Sorrentine, Wheeler, they've forgotten more about basketball than I'll ever know. Yeah. 
But I see a team whose strength, obviously, is its front court and front court depth, and they're trying to, rightfully so, play through that front court. I think the downside of that is uh, they've committed a lot of turnovers yep. and a lot of turnovers that have led to easy buckets for their opponents through the first nine games. And, you know, you almost get the feeling watching this team that they could use another playmaking guard. You know, Lily is asked to do a lot, and understandably so. He is a super, super talent. But you almost wish they had another guy yep. that was a little bit of a playmaking guard, really athletic, that could break down a defense and distribute and uh, – I, I, I kind of think that's maybe one of the missing ingredients, but like I said, what do I know? I I, uh, that, I, I, I get paid to be behind the microphone and not on the bench. I, I could never be a head coach. I, I can't even imagine because I live and die with the fortunes of the teams that I cover. Yeah. Can't even imagine what coaches go through oh, like, yeah. and what that must be like. I, I got a firsthand taste of that when I was director of football operations here because I lived it every day, Yeah, and it hurts. Mm-hmm. Like when you lose – it hurts and you take it personally. And when you win, the feeling of exhilaration is even greater, you know, when you're that close to it. Well, it's, it's your living. Yep. And your job depends on it. That, that's the yep. That's the wild thing. And you put so much into it that it's, uh, it's disappointing when you don't get the results that you thought you were going to get or think you're going to get. Um, I mean, look, last night was a classic here. This was a great, great college basketball game. Um, you know, and I think that's that's the thing that I think Brown can can kind of take comfort in. I know that they wanted to turn into wins at some point, but they've really played some really tough games. You know, Bryant being one of them. Their opener against Colgate. They took USC down to the down to the wire. Um, you know, th- there's been some really really good outings for this Brown team, and so at some point you think they're going to figure it out. Um, you know, but it's that that's the. I mean, the plus side for an Ivy League school like Brown is that getting an at-large bid in the NCAA tournament is not exactly, you know, on the priority list because it's just uh, it's not a, an easy thing to do. Right. Um, you got to probably win the league. So having this time to figure things out is an okay thing. Um, you know, it's now December, so running out of time to figure those things out. You got a month before conference play starts, but. You've got a month before conference play starts, and that's a good thing. That's so, the important thing is yeah, how, right. how do you play in the Ivy League? Exactly, exactly. Yep. So, you know, they'll figure it out. Um, with Bryant, I thought it was an impressive outing last night. Um, pretty gritty coming back, down 10 in the second half. And this is a team, obviously, with a, now a first-year head coach and uh, trying to figure things out themselves. And The two guys that really stood out for me, and it wasn't who you would think, right? You, you, you assume it's going to be Gross Bullock and Timberlake. Pinzone. Pinzone, the transfer from St. John's, and Latimer, Latimer and his second half. Yep. You know, those are the two guys. And I, I you know what? I like the Rivera kid, too. He's really good. I, I like the Rivera kid, too. Yeah, Th- those really guys, good. believe it or not, stood out for me yep. more than Timberlake and Gross Bullock. Now, Gross Bullock followed out. It's funny. We were doing the broadcast. I didn't know he got a technical on the bench. We thought the technical either. was on Phil Martelli Jr. I did, too. And so I, when he went to the bench with four fouls, all of a sudden, I look up a little bit later, and I see a red five, he, you know, five fouls on the, the stat monitor. And I'm like, so I'm texting Kelvin, our director of athletic communication. I said, Kelvin, you guys have it wrong. I said, Gross Bullock has four fouls, not five. Well, he had five because he, he got five. teed up as soon as he went to the bench with his fourth. Apparently, he gave, like, a stare to the official who teed him up. It wasn't Martelli that got teed up. Well, you saw what I saw, which was the official making the T sign toward the Bryant bench, Correct. which is where it happened. Right. So it looked like it was on Phil Martin Jr., but it wasn't. It was on Gross Bullock. And so that's the other part. I mean, 
Bryant is down its leading scorer, its best player, for 12 minutes of the second half, the last 12 minutes of the game. Yep. They come back, they win. That That's a huge boost. If you're Bryant, they win this game on the road. Yeah, they, they, they have a couple of impressive wins now on the resume, that being one of them. Obviously going to number 10 Florida Atlantic and winning that game is a huge one as well. So, yeah, Bryant is Bryant is coming together. And the thing with Timberlake, Earl Timberlake, who obviously Friar fans listening to this, you know, know him a little bit because they, they wanted him a few years back. Yep. He has improved, to me, in terms of distributing this year. His assist numbers are at a career best right now. 5.0. He's been game. really good, really good distributing, really good defensively. He has been, I, I think, better than last year, and, and that is huge development. And he was good last year, but I think he's improved, and that's a scary thing when you go into America East play, you see a guy like that, you know, playing better for the Bulldogs. That's that's a scary thing. So they're coming together. I tell you what, his funky release, though, is it's weird. It is. It is, but... I think that's know. why he struggles from the line, and more importantly, from three, too. Sure. He, hasn't, he hasn't hit a three-pointer uh, this year. But if he's going to distribute the way he is, if he's going to be that yeah. kind of threat, and he's going to play well defensively, that's what you really need him to do. Because he's got guys, as you just mentioned, yeah. that will score, that he can get the ball to. So a lot, a lot of threat. That pin zone is Phil Martelli Jr. called him a, a six starter, and, and he's right. Yeah. Like, that he comes in off the bench, and he's instantly he's a bucket. It's it's really impressive. So, you know, kudos to Bryant. They, that was a really impressive win for them last night. They're really coming together. Um, and, you know, I'm interested to see once they get to conference play what it looks like because – they're going to be a real threat in America East, and I think they're showing it right now. Yeah, so that started off our weekend of college basketball, of course, tonight. Big game at the Amp. The Providence Friars host the Rhodey Rams. Uh, just give me your Cliff Notes version, your quick thoughts on, on that matchup. Yeah, the the main event of the weekend after the uh, after the undercard last night, which apparently I got uh, crap for on the d- broadcast. D- well, did, did you go back and watch the broadcast? No, I wasn't. Okay, go back and watch the okay. broadcast. All okay. right, because because I gave you a lot of praise after I poked fun okay. at you. So okay. Nick does the sideline reporting for our home games, and uh, during his first cut-in, he talked about that being the Brown-Bryant game being the undercard, your words, not mine. Which And then, uh, uh, but let's also say yep. that it was Mike Martin's yep. words, yep. not mine. Uh, Yep, so uh, he called it the undercard for the, a great weekend of college basketball with P.C. Rohde being tonight. And so, you know, Russ Tyler and I took issue with that. We're like, who who says it's the undercard? It's the main event for me. I mean, I love Brown basketball. Brown coach called it the undercard. So, I know. So, then Nick came over and corrected me, but I, but I told him we busted his chops on the air. But I did say, you know, it, they cut away to you, and you had your camera. You were getting highlights for ABC. Did 6. they really? So you oh, were, I said, look at him multitasking. I said, hardest working guy in sports, oh, Nick Coy. So, we said some nice things about you, Coy. I know you get sensitive when you hear the criticism, so I just wanted to well, balance it out. with sensitive in this, you know. this scenario. Jeez. Um yeah, I think t- tonight will be tonight will be always fun. It's always fun when these two teams meet. Yeah, um, the crowd is going to be awesome, hyped up. You get a lot of roadie fans in there, along with the Friar fans. It- it's it's so great. I think Archie Miller put it really well this week when he said, "You know, you can drive 20 minutes and you cross paths with all these people in the state. It's really fun." I think these two coaches this year have really embraced it a lot. This uh, this rivalry, and I know this is going to be Kim's first experience with it um it's just it's it's cool it's fun there's some hatred there's some back and forth during the week um you know i think this year's game is interesting because i'm interested to see where 
for URI, this is a litmus test. Because URI is, they're much improved, brand new roster. Only a few guys have been in this rivalry before. And they really get to test themselves out against a a Big East team that's played really, really well. Yeah, I think what makes it interesting is kind of what you you talked about. I think this roadie team is much improved from the one we saw a year ago. Yeah. Um, However, I still think there's that element of unknown with this team because they've beaten up on the bad teams. They've lost to some good ones like Northwestern, Washington State. I think the win over Yale was a good one. I think Yale's a very good basketball team. And for them to come back from the deficit they did to beat the Bulldogs in the second half at the Ryan Center on Sunday, that was a good sign for them. But I think... Rhodey is a much better team than they were a year ago. They are. Providence, I, I think, is very good. I think they might be maybe a tick down from where they were last year, but I think it's early to say that. I mean, that's just my hunch. I don't know. I still know about this team. I think they are very good. I think they might be a tick down from where they were a year ago, but let's see. And so I, I think it makes for a good matchup today. If you're asking me who I'm picking, I would take the Friars. I think the Friars win this game, I'm going to say, by – 8 to 12 would be my margin. I said 12. Yep, I, I said 12. 12. A friend of mine texted me yesterday. Uh, he's a roadie grab and a Friar fan as well. A PC grad, excuse me, but a roadie fan. And I said PC by 12. That was my text back to him. And, and I think it's going to be a 6 to 8 point game for most of the way, particularly second half. Roadie will hang around a little bit. It'll be a few late free throws, and then that'll kind of, you know, boost the score a little bit. That's the way I see it going. Yep. Um, yeah, for this roadie team, the win against Yale was a great test of adversity because that's one thing as a group together. They've got some experienced guys they've brought in, but as a group, they're very young. And Archie Miller has said, you know, it's been handling adversity that we haven't really – that's one of the things we haven't done well. The Mohegan Sun trip is case in point. Northwestern pops them, goes on a 22-2 to run to start the game. And they, they never really fully recover from that. Right. The Yale game was a really nice sign. He said, but we got to start the, the, the game better. They go out tonight, and they allow a big run by Providence to open the game. Good luck in that environment. It's not going to happen. You're not going to come back. Right. Um, you know, for PC, these last two games at home, I think, have been a, a really gr- great sort of get-right period for them. Um, because I think... You know, they go to the Bahamas, they get a win over Georgia, the Kansas State game, you know, go to overtime, you know, learn some things there. Early on in the season, I think the adjustment to what they want to do offensively, I think Bryce Hopkins was one guy that was really having some some growing pains in that adjustment. And he's come on. These last two games were really impressive for him. And I think he, he was really, because I think there's a balance between playing in this offense and, you know, with, with Kim who likes to, you know, ball movement is a huge thing. Getting an open shot, um, you know, being unselfish, and it's it's impressive when it works. Like the Wagner game, I think they had 25 assists. Like it, it was really impressive to see the ball movement, guys getting open shots. Yep. Um, you know, with with Bryce, I think he's balancing that and trying to be pro ready too. Yep. You know, as a as a guy that wants to go play professionally, uh, you know, after his career's done here. The three-point shot, I think, is something that, you know, everybody needs to have. Everybody needs to have at least at a good percentage. But I think Bryce is really at his best when he attacks the basket. He gets, gets you know, tough twos and really asserts himself. And I think he's done that the last two games. Yep. And he's also, and Joe Hassett made this point on the broadcast one night, and he was right. You know, I think there were times where Bryce early on in the season was going to the basket and looking for the foul instead yep. of looking to finish the shot. Yep. And I think the last couple of games he's finished the shot. And I think you're seeing the the result of it. So 
if Bryce is going to be the way he was the last two games, then look out, here comes PC. Happy should be a good one tonight at the Amp. 7.30 start between Providence and Rhode Island. And uh, if you want to talk about that, we certainly welcome your calls. 401-777-1037 is the phone number. If you'd like to join us this morning, you can also send us your text on the text line at 37937. We have a lot to get to this morning. We have the Patriots in a quarterback change. We have the Celtics. Well, you Beating sh- an undermanned Philly team last night and Jason Tatum getting ejected in the third quarter of that game. And arguing it after he hit somebody yep. in the face and kicked them in the family jewels at the same time. Yeah. And he argued it. So uh, we got the Celtics. We got the Bruins suddenly slumping. Really, for the first time under Jim Montgomery, the Bruins are slumping during the regular season. And uh, as I mentioned, we got college basketball as well. We get the college football playoff last night. Big win for the Washington Huskies. They punched their ticket to the college football playoff by beating Oregon for a second time this year. So uh, a lot of interesting stuff going on. Some big college football games today as well. Goodbye to the Pac-12, huh? Yeah, that's it. The last Pac-12 champion, the Washington Huskies. It's a shame. It's a shame. It is. Yeah, it's college athletics these days it's the realignment is, i hate it israel i do too i do too it's the regionalization you know was was great when it, when you had these conferences humming and i don't know it kills it kills some of the rivalries that we talk about in college athletics we've been talking about well, this weekend and, with and, Mike, and mike martin talked about that on thursday at his press conference yeah. he said i love rivalries they're great for sports and he's right you know so brown right. bryant should be played every year just like all our local teams should play they don't but you know, rivalries are a great thing, and, and they make sense from a geographic standpoint, right? You know, and that geographic rivalry element of college sports is now kind of falling by the wayside because of all this conference realignment. And I just – I get it. It's about money. I understand money is talks and BS walks, but the fact is, you know, how much money is enough? And, and again, I, I, I didn't read this article. Do you subscribe to The Athletic? I do. So I think it was in The Athletic, and correct me if I'm wrong. If it is, I wouldn't mind you, you know, printing it up for me or something. I'd like to read it. <laughs> okay. I'm not subscribing. I'm not doing going through a paywall for stuff I can get pretty much anywhere. But this was an article apparently on Rutgers Sports. Okay. And how the jump to the Big Ten has not been the financial windfall that they thought. First of all, their sports are getting hammered. Second of all, the money that they're spending on the non-revenue sports in terms of travel and all that stuff it's it's offsetting supposedly again i didn't get a chance to read it but i'd like to know what the gist of that article is and i'd like to know if more schools eventually don't come to that conclusion and say you know what yeah rutgers belongs in a northeast conference and you know ucla and usc belong in the pac-12 you know like uh, great you're getting maybe 10 20 more million a year whatever that figure is how much of it is offset and how much of it is a nuisance to those other sports? And how much does your athletic program decline because you're no longer in a conference that suits you geographically? And more importantly, and nobody talks about this, you're ignoring the fans. Yeah. You're ignoring the fans. The fans like the geographic rivalry. They like to be able to travel to many of your road games if it makes sense. But, you know, a fan in USC doesn't want to go to State College, Pennsylvania. I mean, well, they probably want to go, but it's tough for them to go. Yeah. You know, come on. And it's, you know, the recruits, too, like the recruits and their families. They want to travel to see their sons and daughters play. There's so much that they're just leaving on the table or ignoring because it's all about the money. Well, it's all about the money, and it's all about football. And the the thing that I always come back to is the non-revenue sports. 
and the travel that they have to go through if it's Rutgers and they have to go all the way out to the West Coast to play. I don't know who else is in that realigned conference. Yeah, so th- they might be a bad know. example because there's so many direct flights out of Newark, but take a team like Penn State. Right. Okay? Sure. Like, you don't have direct flight flights uh, no. from where they are to wherever they're going to go. Yeah. Like, as, as the Missouri football coach said earlier this year, he's like, look, football and men's basketball, it doesn't matter to us. We charter everywhere. Charter as soon as everywhere. the game's over, we get on a flight and we go right back. Totally. He said, but our field hockey team and this, he says, they're flying commercial. They have to make connections. They're sometimes sleeping overnights in airports to make their early flight the next day. It's hard on them. And, they, and then they play. Yeah. Then they have to play. And, 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 you know, we claim to be about the student athlete. You know, where, where is the student part of that when you're making them do that, hold that type of travel schedule? Exhausting. Exhausting. It's terrible. I'm so with you on that. So, anyway, that's enough of my rant on college sports. No, I, I sparked it. It's my fault. I sparked it, but it's true. So, I mean, look, I, I, I just, like, Texas, Oklahoma, come on. They don't belong in the SEC. I know. They belong in the Big 12 or as it was before the Big 8, you know. I was, remi- just, I was reminded of that when I was watching, the, what was it, the Texas game last week. I was like, oh, my gosh. This is sort of their finale in this conference. Yeah. Going in the SEC. I'm like, what? That's wild. Nuts. Yeah. Okay. So, 401-777-1037, the phone number if you want to join us. You can text us as well to 37937. Yes, yes, yes. We will get into the Patriots at some point this morning. Mac is out. Bailey is in. We'll talk about that. Uh, landing spots for Bill Belichick. Now Carolina seems to be the hot one this week. You know, we don't even know if Bill Belichick is going to be coaching the Patriots or somewhere else next year, but there's so much to get to there. Celtics, Bruins, whatever you want to discuss here on a Saturday morning. We'll take a timeout, and we'll come back with your phone calls. You're listening to Cordishian Coit on WEEI. Now. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.